This is the Get Better Everyday Podcast with Matt Gouget. Actionable advice from real-life superheroes who, just like you, are in relentless pursuit of the best version of themselves. Whether you're just getting started or have been at it for years, my hope is that this podcast injects you with some positive energy to continue doing what brings you joy. Join me as I interview the best of the best in business, sports, and life. Let's grow together. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm KJ. And we're the producers of the Get Better Everyday Podcast. Do you like podcasts? Well, then hit us up. IkePodcastNetwork.com will help you build your show. All right. Get Better Everyday Podcast with Matt Gouget. I'm excited to have my man Colby Goodman on today. How you doing, Colby? I'm doing great, man. How are you today? I'm living the dream. And as a, you know, entrepreneurial at heart, somebody who's got a lot of friends um, in that space in different businesses, um, you know, and as a mortgage broker, I talk to business owners Mm -hmm. day in and day out. I know as good as most people, I think, how important talent and people are. Um, So somebody with your knowledge, um, who I'll let you explain it to to the Mm -hmm. audience, right, about um, best first now, and you know, hiring talent. Um, I'm 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 gonna extract as much of that knowledge out for the audience as I can <laughs> today. Um, so I guess get us started with who you are, what you do, yeah. and uh, we'll go from there. So uh, I appreciate having me on here today, Matt. My business is Best First Now, and the origin of that and helping businesses, business owners, and business leaders hire better stemmed from over a decade being on the other side of the table. I was a career coach, a career counselor uh, for a long time, helping talented individuals level up their careers with better strategy and better approach. Through that, and being on the candidate side, I've heard you know, so many horror stories, cringe stories of poor application interview and onboarding tales. And after enough of those, I felt like I don't think these leaders are doing these things on purpose. They just don't know any better. Bad, inter- you know, bad questions or engagement, uh, you know, bad offers and just turning off rockstar talent accidentally. And so I've now kind of made a move over into the leadership side and helping business leaders in developing a process, developing repeatable workflows that gets them to attract identify and select not simple disqualified candidates, but their most ideal problem solvers. I like that. I like that. And, you know, viewing it from the eyes of somebody who's building a business, I probably um, would, would fall into that category of, I just don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I might download something from the web. I might talk to somebody about, you know, personality profiles and what I should be <laughs> looking for. But a lot of us hard charging entrepreneurs um, know how to work and know how to do it ourselves when it comes to bringing on talent to assist with that. I'm like, uh, I got a good vibe. I think this would be a good candidate. She seems motivated, you know, and then that's that. And, and, you know, to be completely honest, over the last decade, growing a mortgage business, I've probably done most of it wrong. So um, this is <laughs> going to be a great learning for me. Um, the Get Better Everyday audience, hopefully, um, is going to get better every day alongside me. Um, what would you say to you know somebody like me, you know, entrepreneur going from a one man show to a two man band? 
to a three, four, five person mm-hmm. band, um, hiring talent to, you know, assist with, with a growing business. It could be, you know, mortgage, it could be real estate. It could be anything really. Um, what would be some of the first things you would, you would say to somebody like me? I would walk you through a process to identify what pain points are you experiencing that you're hoping hiring somebody will help relieve. Because we don't simply want that person to do a job, to, to be repetitive in their tasks, right? We want to help you hire a critical thinker, a proactive problem solver, and somebody with the right attitude and gumption to not only become a leader, but then develop other leaders, right? And if we're not clear about what problems you're having first, all that person is going to be able to do is just be a cog in your machine. And you're, it almost becomes more of a liability than an asset because not only have to do your work, you got to make sure their work's done as well. And it just, it, it becomes more of a headache than anything else. Yeah. You, you, you hire yourself some more work where it's like, <laughs> Oh, they're doing the task. But then, you know, it's so funny, these conversations, I always have these aha moments and I look back at my 43 years of life and I'm like, man, I wish I had this aha a decade ago. <laughs> um, because to your point, Hiring someone who's a problem solver and not just a task doer mm-hmm. allows the business owner to step away and let the problems be solved. When it's just, I need X, Y, and Z done, then it's on me, you know, to write the process to, to make sure that mm-hmm. they're following along versus hiring the person that's capable of figuring out you want to go from here to there the best way to get there how do we create processes around that and then let them um kind of roll with it so um that's that's great input man the next question i would have i love this because this is just this is a free coaching <laughs> session for me get better everyday <laughs> listeners i hope you guys learn something from this um alongside me but um once you have identified talent and and, and they're part of the organization um do you do any work around how to kind of develop that person yeah. as a yeah. as a problem solver cuz cuz what's that next step you've got someone who's great and you want to uh, in my case i i'd think about you know great talent with a great attitude and great knowledge how do i help them flourish mm-hmm. in a role that's going to be problem solving and helping grow the organization without you know hand holding so I think ultimately to start that off on a good note, you have to have good onboarding, right? Like you need, and I know it's the hardest thing, right? Because you're hiring because you have too much work. And so you have to do work to get the work. It's this perpetual, you know, chaos machine that you've invented for yourself, unfortunately. But if you can come in and be upfront and honest and be like, hey, if you're hiring your first person, the biggest act I give my clients who are going from one to two is, you're going to train this person. You're going to have them look over your shoulder and they're going to take copious notes. And it's their job to develop an operations manual by looking at what you do. Not only are they developing the manual and the recording steps, it's also that person's job to be, <laughs> to be a toddler and ask why a thousand times. Why do you do it like that? What is the purpose of that? What's the reasoning behind that? How often you answer that email that way? And because I think as entrepreneurs, we get in our head and the logic, we've shifted from like problem solving and logic into just autopilot. And it's our job to break from that so that A, we can have somebody smarter and better than us do it, but also so that we can get them to understand 
our process. We can get them to get the logic behind it so that they can either buy into it or have an open up relationship to say, hey, I think you can actually do it a better way. What do you think about this? And that then by establishing that relationship of this is how we do it. But if you have a better idea, we are totally open to that. Then people start looking for, you know, for cracks in the armor and they want to fill it proactively and it makes everybody's life easier in the long run. I love that. What I, what I got from that, which I loved because I've seen it in practice is somebody who's a great person in a role doesn't even know why they do things and they just operate at a high level. Um, what did I, I was, I was recently in a class, my buddy, Renee Rodriguez, um, he called it, um, unaware wasn't the word unconscious, unconscious competence where mm -hmm. I might have a conversation. I might have a mortgage consult. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm unconsciously <laughs> competent and very competent. Right. But in order to be able to train that, um, is, is a whole nother skill set. And to your point, someone might come in and say, listen, on autopilot, you did it really well. 85% of the way to what, you know, we might consider a perfect presentation mm -hmm. or consult. You might want to tweak this or do this different. Uh, one thing I'd like to ask you, um, again, selfishly for me. Sure. I know how important it is with business relationships, especially with leaders, to be candid. Mm -hmm. How do I get somebody who's working in the organization um, to be really honest with me? Say, Matt, I respect you, but you should be doing this different. Because saying that out loud and asking for it and really yeah. getting it, I think are, are two different things. I want people to be ruthlessly honest with me. I don't know if I've got that yet in my career. I've got to be doing something better to, to pull that out of people. So what advice do you have? Oh, man, it's well, I would commend you, Matt. The fact that you're asking the question means that you're beyond a, a vast majority of the people out there who are in leadership management roles, which is good. So the fact that you're you want to learn this is good. So you're half you're more than halfway there. You know, I equate it. You know, I think in the last handful of years, uh, the five love languages book in practice has kind of come into play. There's a five love languages at work that I'd recommend every leader reading because it helps you understand how to praise and engage good employees. I think you also have to understand how are you somebody or how are you as a leader wanting to be presented and process feedback? And then with that, communicating that ongoingly to your your team um and, and i think ultimately the way that i put it previously is i don't want to be the smartest person in this room if i'm the smartest person in the room it's time for me to find a new room right and that's why you bring in your team because they're the expert at, at their own domain and so they should know that as the expert you're trusting them to present their perspective their experience that expertise even when it goes against what you think is best practice and encouraging that, Hey, you saw that. Give me, give me three things I can do better next time and forcing it out of them. So it becomes habit so that you're, you're not, you're not encouraging status quo, even inadvertently. Right. Yeah. Having open and, on, and honest conversations in business is, uh, you know, easier said than done. Um, Absolutely. but I know it's possible and I've seen the magic in it, um, when it, when it's done correctly. So, um, hopefully 
I'm, I'm getting better every day after this call. <laughs> I'll go back a new man and be able to engage. Um, so, you know, tell me more about Best First Now, um, what exactly it is um, that, that that you're doing, I think, as a value proposition to businesses, because I think I think I understand it, but you probably can can dive a little bit deeper. Yeah. Um, yeah. Helping helping that that problem, which I know exists, right? As, <laughs> as you're saying it, I'm like for sure that problem exists. I'm here to help very passionate uh, expert leaders build teams, even when they don't know how. I think a lot of times we are drawn to entrepreneurship. We are drawn to leadership. We are promoted into those positions because we're good at the thing, right? Not because we know or have a desire to lead. And I think a big part of leadership is selecting and guiding the right team. And so I come in to, to companies and help them understand first and foremost, again, why is this the right time to make the hire? Why is this the breaking point for you? And then how do we develop an avatar of an ideal problem solver for you. And then I consult and walk them through every part of the process when everything from developing a job description that doesn't look like the thousand plus other descriptions that are in Indeed right now to setting up a pre-screening process so that those who are not a good fit for you are opting out and those who are, are opting in proactively. Doing pre-screening, making sure that the cream rises to the crop before I'm asking leadership to take their precious and profitable time talking to people and then coaching them up on how to ask the right questions, make the right connections and develop relationships in real time in the room so that people are clamoring to come work for you. I'm, I'm curious on that front, what, what example would you give? Or if I asked you to tell me like, Who's doing that really well? Do you have an example of a company or maybe just a story uh, of somebody who's doing that, like that, that worked? So I can give you an example of a law firm I just worked with last month who was going from a one to a two. Um, this gentleman uh, is a personal injury attorney. He's built up a really good book of business, but he's drowning in the administrative and the back end stuff. And he needed a, a paralegal and a really good one. Um, and he, he was sending out an he was sending out a job description that looked like every other one. It was this, this laundry list of responsibilities. And I said, you know, John, what do you really need here? He's like, I need somebody to come in and to be my backend guru, streamline to make my life easier. I said, great, let's figure out what those things are. And then coaching him on how to conversate with these candidates, I challenged him to have a reverse interview and saying, I don't want you to ask any questions. I want you to request of the interviewee to ask you all the questions so that they can get a better understanding of how they can help you, right? And so you kind of put it on its head a bit, but you empower the candidate and give them a platform to say, hey, you're the expert. What can I give you? What information can I provide? What clarity can I give? What, how can I show you behind the curtain here a bit? to help you best understand how you can do your best here. And that is, that is one way to get to, to get people to let their guards down in an interview, because obviously it can be extremely performative. And I'm sure we've all been part of great interviews that then end up being completely lackluster employees. And so if you can let the guard down and have an honest conversation and be transparent and be honest from the get-go, you have much more success in the long term.
Awesome. Awesome. And I, I know you said, you know, this, this business that you have that you founded stemmed from you being on the other side of it, you know, and seeing how, how wrong it was being done. What advice uh, would you give to people who are out there searching for a job? You know, they might be a rock star candidate, but you know, for whatever reason, you know, different people have different skill sets. Yeah. Like this, this person perform very well, but when it comes to interviews, it's just not their strong suit. What would you? What would? You, what advice would you give them to go out there and yeah. find a match in a company? I love the question. Um, uh, you have to break the cycle, just like how I, I teach my clients as leaders and business owners how to find problem solvers. If you're struggling to find work, if you feel if you're applying for a job saying I'm qualified, but I'm not getting income call back you're selling yourself simply as being able to check the boxes. You need to sell yourself as a problem solver who can add value, right? You're in the mortgage business, Matt. You know, you know, money is not as cheap as it used to be. And so companies are being very strategic with how they invest their money, especially in labor. And you simply can't just be able to be another cog in the machine. They want a positive ROI on every hire that they make. And the best way for any candidate to showcase that is to qualify and quantify the impact they've had previously by solving the most important and prioritized problems. Almost to summarize that up, sell yourself as an expert consultant, not simply just somebody who can do a job. Yeah. I like it, man. This was this was cool. I learned a lot. I've got uh, half a page of notes, so <laughs> I definitely got better today. Um, hopefully the Get Better Everyday listener got better um, today. Uh, bestfirstnow.com, right? That's how people can, can yeah. find you. Um, and, and, and your consulting business, uh, colbygoodman.com. Um, any other parting words or, or parting advice for the get better everyday listener? If you're struggling, find if you're coming to a point where you're saying nobody wants to work anymore, which we've heard so much in the last few years, I would challenge you that put it on its head and say, nobody wants to work for me. For me. How come? And start answering that question to turn your, your fortunes around. That's great, great advice, man. I love it. I love it. Thanks again for your time, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Go Kings. <laughs> Go Kings. This is Matt Gouget. Just wanted to give you a quick thank you for listening to the Get Better Every Day podcast. Hopefully you're inspired to go out there and get better every day. If you could, please do us a huge favor and leave a five-star review if you found any value in this. Share it with your friends. Again, thanks for listening and go out there and get better every day.